This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a genuine pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible, and we do appreciate those of you who are watching today, especially if you may be watching today for the very first time. Thank you for tuning in. Of course, we appreciate those who watch every time uh, we come on the air. Now today, uh, we have a rather unusual topic we're going to discuss, but I can assure you that it is a Bible subject. I've entitled it, Internal Combustion. And, And I hope that you'll stay tuned as we talk about internal combustion. And uh, today, we continue to offer a free Bible correspondence course. So let me emphasize that course is free. And we have thousands of people all over the world who are studying this Bible course. People are telling us how much they've enjoyed it, how much they've benefited from it spiritually. We want you to have it as well in order that you might know more about the course, that you might know how to receive the course. Let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-711. Five two one four. I'm reading now from Jeremiah chapter twenty and verse nine. Then I said I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. I I have an old automobile. It's a 1970 Ford Galaxy 500. It has 81,000 miles on it. And for the last uh, three or four years, I've been in the process of uh, tinkering with it and getting it running good, and now I'm trying to make it look a little better. It has an engine under the hood of that thing that's, uh, I, I suppose, the largest engine they made and put in a Ford that year. It's really an internal combustion engine. As a matter of fact, that's the kind of engine you have in your car, I'm sure. It's my understanding that this is the way that an internal combustion engine works. Fuel is forced inside a cylinder. And then there's a spark, and that spark ignites the fuel, and that spark or the explosion from that uh, spark forces the piston down. Right next door to that cylinder is another cylinder. And the same thing happens in that cylinder. And next to it is another one another. As a matter of fact, this engine has eight of them. And you have those explosions taking place in those cylinders 
pushing those pistons up and down, up and down, and that's what makes the engine go and what makes the car go. In reality, it's the fire within that makes it go. And I want to ask a question, what makes you go? Jer Jeremiah has been called a weeping prophet. He was called before birth be to be a prophet of God. Back in Jeremiah chapter 1 and 5, the Lord said, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So he had been called as a prophet of God before he was ever born. And he was called to be a prophet to warn the people of their sins and to call them to repentance. And to say the, very, the least about it, his was a tough job. In Jeremiah chapter 2 and 13, the Lord said that, my people have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and they've hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that, that hold no water. In Jeremiah chapter 2 and 32, the Lord asked, Can a maid forget her ornaments, her bride, her attire? Yet my people have forgotten me days without number. So you see, Jeremiah was preaching to a people who had forgotten about God. In Jeremiah chapter 5, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, that a wonderful and a horrible thing is committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely. The priests bear rule by their means, and my people love to have it so. The, 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 the teachers were telling them things that were false, things that would make them feel good and tickle their ears, and the people enjoyed it. That's the way they wanted it. In Jeremiah chapter 6 and 15, the question is asked, were they ashamed when they committed abomination, and the answer was no, they were not ashamed, neither could they blush. It is a sad state of affairs when people become so involved in sin that they're not even embarrassed about their sin. It doesn't bother them. In the 16th verse of that same chapter, they were told, Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, and walk therein. And you shall find rest to your souls. But the answer coming back from the people was, no, we will not. We're not going to seek God's way. In Jeremiah chapter 8, verses 5 and 6, there Jeremiah had this to say about the people. It was the most charitable thing he could say. That they're slidden back by perpetual backsliding. And it broke Jeremiah's heart. In Jeremiah 9 and 1, he said, Oh, that my head were waters and mine eyes a fountain of tears, that, that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Well, when he saw things that were going on among his people, it just absolutely broke his heart. That's why some call him the weeping prophet. And then in Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23, he said, Oh, Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. Oh, may the day come in America when we realize that. that. That the way of man is not in himself. And he said, it is not in man that walks to direct his steps. We're trying to direct ourselves in America today. But many throughout the world are trying to direct themselves, but we're making a horrible mess of it. 
But Jeremiah wanted these people to know you can't do it without God. Yes, indeed, he had a tough job. And he became discouraged. And he thought about getting out of the ministry. He, he thought about quitting. He said, I'll not make mention of him, nor speak anymore in his name. But he could not quit. Why not? He said, his word was in my heart like a burning fire. He had internal combustion. God's word was like a fire in his heart and he could not keep it. He had to preach. He had to speak to the people. When we have that internal fire in our heart, like Jeremiah had, when his word is in our heart like a burning fire shut up in our bones, it is the result of our firm, unstaggering faith in God. Now, Jeremiah had that. He had a, an, un, an unstaggering, firm, steadfast faith in God. In Hebrews 11 and 6, we're told without faith it's impossible to please Him. And in Romans 4, we read about the faith of Abraham. That he, we're told in verse 20 and 21 that he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith giving glory to God that what He has promised He was able also to perform. Do you have that faith in God, that strong, firm, steadfast, unshakable, unstaggering faith in God? And when there is that fire within, it's the result of our having an intense love for God. We're to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength, with all of our being. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. And this is the love of God, that, that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not grievous. Do you believe in God? Do you love God? Are you in love with God? Do you really love Him? And when there is that fire burning in our hearts, it's because we have a commitment to His Word. The question is asked in the 119th Psalm, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? The answer is, by taking heed to the Word of God. You see, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Somebody says, well, now, Brother Lambert, I, there are just some things that I'm really curious about in the Bible. I, I'm kind of curious about what the Bible teaches about the creation in Genesis chapters 1 and 2. And I'm really curious about the virgin birth of Christ. And I'm curious about what the Bible says about Jesus' death on the cross. There are just some things about it that, that, that stirs my curiosity. 
And I'm really curious about what the Bible teaches about the church. And I'm, I'm curious about, about the afterlife. Good people, I'm not curious about any one of those things. I am committed to what the Bible says about them. I'm committed to what the Bible says about the creation of the world. That in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. I am committed to what the Bible says about the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that He was born of a virgin in fulfillment of a prophecy found in Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. He said, I'm not curious about the Bible, I'm committed to it. And Jeremiah was committed to God's Word, and his Word was like a burning fire shut up in his bones. I'll tell you frankly, it'd be a different world if, most, if, if people today were really committed to the Word of God. If His Word was shut up in their hearts like a burning fire, it'd be a different world in which you and I live. Internal spiritual combustion is a result of our having a loyal love for Christ and His church. Now I know what Jesus did for the church. I know how Jesus feels about the church. He loves it. And Paul said Christ loved the church and He gave Himself for it. Now, now I show that I love the church by the way that I live. If you want to know how an individual really feels about the church for which Jesus died, observe how they live their life. All to live in, in, in such a way as to exalt the church. Philippians 1.27, Paul said, Only let your manner of life be as it becomes the gospel. We show we love the church by the way we work in it. Are, are you an active and involved and working member of it? And I show the way that I love the church by the way I attend the worship assemblies of the church. Here's an individual who maybe goes once or twice a year. Do you think that individual is showing love for the church? You see, when I have that fire within, I'm going to love things Jesus loved. And, and Jesus loved the church. And when I have that internal combustion in my heart, when there is that fire burning within, I'm going to have a desire to do what is right. Matthew 5 and 6, Jesus said, Blessed are those who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. The Apostle Peter is quoting an Old Testament passage in 1 Peter 1 and 16, and he said, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Do you have that desire in your heart, that burning desire to do what is right? Internal spiritual combustion. Friends, when you have that fire within, it shows. It shows. I live in the lower part of Alabama. 
South Alabama, not very far from Gulf Shores, Alabama, from the Gulf of Mexico. Re recently, there was a fire in Gulf State Park. It's several miles away from where I live, maybe 10, maybe 12 miles away. But you know, they were not able to hide that fire. As a matter of fact, from where I live, I could see the smoke going up. Not only that, we could smell the smoke. And sometimes there would be some of the ash that would come down in our yard. You see, when you have a fire that's within you, you can't hide it. It's going to show. In James chapter 2, James said, You show me your faith without your works, but I'll show you my faith by my works, that is, by what I do. When you've got that burning fire in your heart, shut up in your bones, it'll show. Not only that, when you have that fire within, it spreads to other people. In Matthew 5 and 16, Jesus said, let, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You see, it spreads to other people. Paul in 2 Corinthians 9 and 2 said, Your zeal has provoked many others. And it is the fire that is in our heart that can spread to other people and cause them to become motivated, enthused, zealous, to be on fire for God. And when there is that fire within, it motivates one to action. Of course, Titus 2.14 says we're to be zealous of good works, on fire for good works. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, in Paul, verse 10, Paul said, By the grace of God, I am what I am. And he said, I labored more abundantly than they all. Yea, not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Paul was an apostle. And yet Paul said, I worked a lot harder than the others. But he said, it was not me, but it was God's grace. What motivated Paul to action? What motivated Paul to go on those missionary tours? What motivated Paul to preach even though at times he was mistreated? Was he motivated by someone twisting his arm? No. But was he motivated out of a fear of going to hell? No. Now, people can go to hell, and we ought to have a fear of that. But I believe that there is a greater motivation, a higher motivation, a nobler motivation. And that which ought to motivate us to action is that which motivated Paul to action, and it was the grace of God. When you stop and think about how God has favored you, how God has blessed you, and if you have been saved by His grace, 
how can you not have a fire within? And then when there's a fire in your heart, it puts a smile on your face, puts a song in your heart. Paul and Silas were in prison, Acts chapter 16, verse 25. They were in prison for preaching Jesus. So what are two preachers going to do sitting in jail because they've been out preaching the gospel? Are they going to begin wringing their hands or to decide how they're going to make a compromise? Or or just what are they going to do? Are they going to weep? Are they going to mourn? Are they going to blame God? No, in Acts 16 verse 25, they were singing and praying. Prisoners heard them. You see, there was a fire in their heart. And because there was a fire in their heart for God, there was a smile on their face. There was a song in their heart. I don't know of anyone that suffered any more than did Job. Unbelievably. He lost his health. He lost his wealth. He lost his children. And yet Job said, The Lord giveth. The Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job had a fire within. And when you have that fire within, you're not going to become discouraged. Paul said, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint. No, don't you ever let anyone put out your fire. There's always someone that wants to put your fire out. I heard about a young preacher who got up and preached a rousing sermon, a motivating sermon. He got the church excited and an old brother was leading the closing prayer and he said, Lord, we thank you for, the, for this wonderful sermon this brother's preaching. He's lit a fire in our heart today, O oh God, and help us, O oh God, to water the sparks. Brother, I don't need anybody watering my sparks. When you've got a fire in your heart, do not become discouraged. And when there's that fire within, you're going to have faith that everything will be all right. That everything will work together for good to those that love the Lord, to them that are called according to His purpose. How can we keep our fire burning? Perhaps your fire is burning low right now. Well, it can be rekindled. The Lord wrote letters to the seven churches of Asia. Two or three of those I'd like to mention is the church at Ephesus that had left its first love. The church at Sardis that had a name that was alive and yet it was dead. And the church at Laodicea that was lukewarm. And to those three churches the Lord told them, repent. We need to be on our knees today asking for forgiveness. We need to be shedding tears of sorrow that we've not done more. I'm speaking to members of the Church of Christ right now. And I want to say to you, it is time to stop playing church. It's time to get real. And when we stop playing religion, attitudes are going to improve, absentees will show up, complainers will sweeten up, The church will be built up because it is God's church. Let me ask you, do you have a fire in your heart? Would you bring Christ your broken life so marred by sin? 
He can create anew and make whole again. And with Him in your heart, the fire will never go out. I'm speaking to people right now who, who need to obey the Lord. You, you're not a Christian. You're not saved. And, and I would urge you with all the love of my heart to obey Him today. To be a Christian, you must believe in Christ, John 8, 24. You, you must be willing to repent of your sins, Luke 13, 3. You must confess faith in Christ, Matthew 10, 32, 33. And as a penitent, confessing believer, you must be baptized in water for the remission of your sins, Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. You must then live a faithful Christian life. You need to be a member of a local congregation of the Lord's people and work in that congregation. Be on fire and be cooperative and do everything you can to promote the cause of Christ so long as you live on this earth. Yes, I'd encourage you to obey Him today. Now in the closing moments, may I give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. If you're not certain where the church is in your community, if you will call us or write to us, we will locate the one that's nearest to you. And we'll give you that information. Every week we have numerous people that are calling and writing us wanting to know where is the church of Christ that's nearest to me. And also, let me urge you right now to pick up the phone and call for the free Bible correspondence course. Be the greatest thing. You talk about lighting a fire in your heart. Jeremiah had God's Word in his heart, and it was like a fire. And when you begin to study this Bible course and you get serious about God and His Word, it'll light a fire in your heart, I promise. I want to thank you for watching today, and I want you to know that I love you and appreciate every one of you that watches this program. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you, and may the Lord keep you, is my prayer. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail. And it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free. 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, 
or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.